The Government Accountability Office's high-risk list sometimes seems like flypaper. Agencies and programs get stuck to it, and they never escape. But not always. As a matter of fact, GAO auditors just took two items off that list. The Defense Department's supply chain management and the government's handling of weather satellite data. Hey, it's progress. But other programs on that high-risk list continue to deteriorate. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the latest. Getting an agency program off of GAO's high-risk list isn't unheard of, but it takes a lot of momentum and a lot of buy-in from agency leadership to pull it off. And once a program ends up on the high-risk list, agencies definitely hear about it from lawmakers. GAO took two programs off of the list this year. It took the Defense Department off for improving its supply chain management, and it gave several agencies an all-clear for closing up gaps on government weather satellite data. By working to get off of the high-risk list, Comptroller Gene Dodaro said DOD has helped ensure that it has the right supplies at the right time and at the right place. Dodaro also told members of the House Oversight and Reform Committee what the improvements with weather satellites means going forward. We were very concerned about this years ago because it would diminish the ability to get long-term and short-term weather forecasts, which are so necessary to protect life and property. As a result of being on the high-risk list and actions taken by the Congress, NOAA has launched a new satellite, and it's already operational, and it's producing better weather information than what we've had before. And DOD, which operates the other polar-orbiting satellite, is scheduled to release a new satellite within the next couple of years. So this is back on track. Another 24 areas on GAO's high-risk list took steps towards getting off of the list. Dodaro told members of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, high-risk issues are serious but solvable. When I was before this committee for my confirmation, one of the goals I set for myself was to not only identify all the high-risk areas across government, but to get them actually solved and off of the list. So that's definitely our goal, and I know this committee shares that goal. The bad news is GAO assigned lower scores to three program areas that were already on the high-risk list. Those include NASA acquisition, the EPA's oversight of toxic chemicals, and the government reducing its financial risk to climate change. At the House Oversight and Reform Committee hearing later that day, Dodaro identified five high-risk items that have been on the list since the 1990s. The ones I can recall off the top of my head, and I'll, I'll get the complete list, is the Medicare program, tax administration issues have been a, an issue, uh, both from an initial standpoint of the tax gap as well as now we added identity theft concerns. DOD weapon systems are on the list. And the other two, DOE, Department of Energy Contract Management, and NASA acquisition. GAO has also added the Department of Veteran Affairs acquisition to its high-risk list. And last year, it added the federal government's security clearance process to the list as well. This now puts VA on the high-risk list three times. Many purchases are being made under emergency situations when they should be able to more routinely identify what kind of medical supplies and services that they need for the hospital. So that's an important area. Dodaro, as recently as last week, expressed concerns about a high turnover rate in VA leadership, but now he said the agency faces management challenges as well. Their management structure at the VA is among the most challenged in the federal government, in my opinion, looking across the entire federal government. And that's why they have, you know, many areas on the list. They need leadership, they need plans, and then they need follow-up and holding them accountable for results, both within the VA, holding their managers accountable, but also Congress holding the VA accountable. Senate Committee Chairman Ron Johnson said it's one thing for GAO to highlight a problem, but it's another issue to get agencies to do anything about the problem. It's important to hold this hearing so we raise a profile of what I consider an incredibly important report 
established by GAO, along with all your other detailed reports. But this is the one that kind of prioritizes areas. We need to get the attention of secretaries and department heads and deputy secretaries. That's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is honestly just leading the horse to water. I mean, so much of this, so many of your recommendations can be carried out and need to be carried out by the agencies. But where there is a legislative fix required, I would just ask a GAO to work very cooperatively with this committee and we can pass it along to other committees' jurisdiction as well. GAO has issued more than 3,000 recommendations in the past 10 years and more than 700 of those remained outstanding. Dodaro said part of the problem is getting multiple agencies to work together in areas like cybersecurity. That's an issue that's been on the high-risk list since 1997. I still don't believe there's enough a sense of, uh, of urgency in correcting the problems across the government, whether it's in individual agencies or across the government. And I think the cyber risks are getting more complicated with the Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, quantum computing on the horizon, this issue is going to get more complicated, not less. Senator Gary Peters is the committee's ranking member. He asked Dodaro what steps agencies are taking to fill critical gaps in their cybersecurity workforces. Can you talk about improvements agencies have made in shoring up our cybersecurity workforce and specifically which agencies are making the most progress in your estimation and could perhaps could share some of those best practices for us? Dodaro responded by saying agencies haven't figured out yet where those workforce gaps are. Congress has put a lot of legislative requirements on agencies to assess their cybersecurity workforce gaps, and most of the agencies have not completed that task. So there really isn't a full assessment in most parts of the federal government about their existing cybersecurity workforce and what gaps they need to fill in those areas. So that's been an important area. We've looked at that and made lots of recommendations to the agencies to be able to do that. There's still some cyber recommendations agencies can close on their own. The Office of Personal Management, for example, still hasn't completed all of GAO's recommendations from its 2015 data breach. That breach exposed the personally identifiable information for more than 21 million Americans. But on the cybersecurity workforce piece, Didaro said GAO has had no trouble making new hires. It recently made 30 new hires to its IT and cybersecurity team. Didaro attributes part of GAO's hiring success to its unique hiring authority it got from OPM back in 1980. But we got rid of the GS system, classification system, and went to a broadband system where it's much easier to bring people in and out of the government. We've changed our whole recruiting approach so that we can facilitate that kind of activity, particularly with today's modern workforce. So we recruit at all levels. In any one year, number of people we hire, people were hiring back into GAO who had been there earlier, went to the private sector, went to academia or some other place, and then come back to the organization. So with this different personnel structure would be a lot easier than it is under the GS structure. Senator James Langford, the chair of the Subcommittee on Regulatory Affairs and Federal Management, said GAO's personnel model might be worth emulating across government. That could be the most earth-shattering personnel whole series of hearings conversation I've heard in a long time, that we got rid of the GS structure, we went to this, and it actually worked more effectively. And we'll follow up on that in the days ahead because there's been a lot of questions on that. So glad to have you in the dialogue. Senator Rosen. Jory Heckman, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.